Did everyone finish their things? Mama, barely. I barely slept last night, honey. Who slept last night? How dare you sleep? Like a baby. How dare you sleep? How long did you sleep? As soon as I got in the room, I'm feeling good because I did a full dress and I feel like it's clean. Maya saying that she got a lot of sleep makes sense to me considering Safira, you know, took care of her look. Do you know the song? I know it, but I don't need to know it. Oh. I hope you know it. You're going to be able to move? I, I don't need an outfit to perform, okay? I can perform in anything. But that's right. Well, from that last lip sync, let's leave that alone. Maya's feeling her oats because somebody else did it for her. How you feeling? I'm feeling like on fire. You feeling like you on fire? Yep. Mary, I am really impressed with the editing of the season because in just a short two episodes, we had Plasma go from kind of this annoying theater girl edit and Maya being this sweet little underdog with braces to Plasma goes home and we're kind of upset that she went home and Maya, the gloating delusional villain. You know, I mean, it, it just goes to show you that that don't believe the act one characters because you never know what you're going to see in act two. And yeah, I feel like this week we went from like, you know, sweet little, you know, Florida sunshine goose, Maya on LePage just flipping with her cousins to feeling the oats that Safira literally sewed for her. And in the meantime, I'm kind of like plasma, plasma, wait. I think I love Stop. you now. Stop. <laughs> I think I love you now. I think she had a moment or two this episode where I was like, oh, I've been hard on you. You're great. You just said hard on. Well, you um, know, the heart wants what the well, heart wants. Well, well, uh, <laughs> Plazzy's got your heart. What I can I that. say? I'm just trying to get a, you know, get a little blood flow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Plazzy. Plazzy. Uh, Plazzy. Mary, I I am so fascinated by this little edit. The editors listen, the reason I'm saying this is because it, it's not a secret. Queens in the past have talked about how queens have helped each other in the workroom, they exchange wigs, they borrow garments, they, you know, there's just a lot of help going on because it's a cast. We see very little of what actually happens in the making of this competition. So there's just like a lot of downtime. There's a lot of bonding, you know, all of that. There's stuff, time in the van, there's laughs, there's tears, everything. We don't see it all, but we are seeing how much help Safira is giving Maya. Like, like a lot of help to the point where plain even the villain, the, the villain of the season is like, I don't think we should be helping each other anymore. And it doesn't come off as bitchy. It comes off as like, well, yeah, you're right. Like this, she's making her outfit for her. Um, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm just seeing what they're showing us. And I'm like, wow, they're really finding a way to flip the script here for us to, have Plasma be a quote-unquote robbed queen. You know, I don't like that phrase, robbed queen, but like, you know, going home too soon. When two episodes ago we were like, Ugh. Yeah, no charisma. And now I'm like, oh, <laughs> wait, wait, I found it. Here it is. 
Oh, my. Well, and there's so much there, right? Like, I think the air quotes around plain Jane being the villain get heavier and heavier every week because, like, sure. I think that there is a way in which you could see a lot of the way that plain Jane is in the workroom with the way that Bianca was in the workroom. It's kind of a cruel but fair because I think more often than not, I can look at what plain Jane is saying and being like, well, I mean, like, Maybe she's being kind of blunt about it, but like, you know, she's a cunt. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. being kind of a cunt, but I live. What can I say? Like, maybe I guess if she was wrong, has she been wrong? You know, has she been wrong? So I think sometimes she probably has. I think sometimes she probably has where it's just like, ugh, shut up. You know, um, Dawn is also one of those girls where it's just like, ugh, shut up, you villain. Right. Well, I'm just Dawn, like, oh, Dawn, but that's where it's kind of like, I mean, it, it's so like, you know, who we're told the villain is versus who the villain actually is. And I do kind of love that this season where from the beginning we were like given these obvious drag race like this is your villain this is your mm. underdog this is your mm. you know blah 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 this is your mama queen and then the underdog goes home third and then the like cool weirdo becomes kind of villainous and then the quiet one with braces is gloating and it's just like to your point it's like ooh, the editing is really switching it up because based on act one of this season all of my predictions have been would be wrong right now and you know what it it it's going to we're definitely have a lot to talk about with Plasma going home. I have a lot of things to bring up, um, but I will say this. I will say this in defense of Plasma going home. If you're like, ah, if you're one of those people um, and I'm not saying I'm not one of those people, but I'm also like it's a drag race reality show and neither of them were going to win. Right. But that's besides the point. I think having Maya really just kind of like slay that lip sync and Plasma go home with two wins. Mary, we're talking about it. It's more interesting than the Oprah hands of Maya goes home on a design challenge. It's way more interesting. Yeah, right. I mean, and then I and then I think you know the the gooping of like, yeah, but look at Q versus Amanda, and a Q got to stay even though Amanda killed the lip sync, and you know, and what track record mattered then, and it's like, yeah, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> Two things can be true at the same time. It's it's a show. It's fake. First of all, Amanda wasn't going to win. Right. And so, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, sure. They could have sent uh, Q home. I, it, it does beg that question. Does track record matter when it comes to the lip sync? The answer is, in my opinion, <clears throat> it just depends on the producers. Right. It just depends on the stories that they're trying to tell. Uh, the fandom isn't wrong that it is produced. I'm just kind of like, why are we still having this conversation? They save the queens that they need to save. They do. It's it's very rare that they don't. So, yeah, they're going to edit it to make it seem like Q was safe. But to be honest with you, Mary, I'm kind of happy to see Q still in the competition because the storyline of Plain Jane versus Amanda was really old. And Amanda's makeup you know, was was improving slowly, but Q, you know, not being a dancer, I don't think is enough. So, you know, it, it, will a lip sync save you? Yes. Will a track record save you? Yes. Both can be true, and it just depends. And listen, it's also a reality show. I know, I think the people are incensed because it makes it, it makes the competition feel less kind of legitimate, but I'm sorry, Amanda wasn't going to win. 
Plasma, I, I'm sorry. I just don't think she was going to win. And Maya's not going to win. Like, it, you know what I mean? So, like, we're kind of playing with pawns on the on the chessboard. It, and I, I think it just, it's it certainly stirs up conversation in the narrative of the season, however it ends up happening, that we have, like, these flip situations where one is, like, here's a queen who has an obvious, like, obviously needs more time. With Amanda, it was, like, the makeup and the aesthetic and whatnot. With Maya, it's, like, the personality and coming out of your shell. But, like, clear things of, like, this queen doesn't win. This is a clear example of a queen who needs more time and maybe she'll come back. Versus a queen who's got wins under her belt, who's got a stronger track record, who's shown, as, as Plasma says, like, why she deserves to be in the competition. At, like, they're literally parallel situations. And in one situation, they were, like... No, Amanda, I think we're good. And then in the other situ- situation, they were like, sorry, Plasma, lip sync's a lip sync. And I, it's just... I, Watch out for the stairs. Yeah, exactly. Watch out for the stairs. <laughs> Watch out for the rose if petals. If Ruin said that, if Ruin said that on her way out, I would have died. <laughs> well, I think that when, when Plasma left with a Carol Burnett reference, I think Rue was like, I can't believe I kept the one word wonder over the only queen in this room who makes references that I get. Mm, what did I just do? I, I love that. Of like, I mean, like, listen, I know we're jumping right to the lip sync, but everyone saw the episode. I, I have two eyes. One is better than the other, but both of them can see that Maya absolutely destroyed that lip sync. It was incredible. I mean, was there slop to it? Did the beanie not help? Should the roses have waited? Certainly. But when she started doing those little kicky legs, when she started oh, doing those, legs. when she when she lifted oh. her skirt and did those little kicky legs, I was the like, Russian kicks. Yep, yeah, I was like, forget it. I'm sorry, forget Mary, it. The up, the, listen, the upside down handstand. Uh, yeah. What what is it? Oh, shout out to uh, Devin's too buff, but the uh, <laughs> Tony Collette and Hereditary on the ceiling. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> The I am your mother legs. Yeah, I <laughs> I mean, it's like, but it is also, I, I think this is, I think this is kind of like similar to the conversation we had when Amanda went home versus Q where it's like, but what if the show is like this? We're like at the end of the day, the lip syncs, the lip sync. And yeah. like, so we're kind of getting that now. And so it is kind of a pie in the face. Everyone was like, the lip sync should make the decision. It's like, well, it just did. And uh, yeah, yeah, it did just did. And I have to say, in defense of like Q staying, I went back and I watched that lip sync. Both were fine. Both sure. were fine. It was a. It, it was not the same degree. No, that we saw no. with Maya versus Plasma. You week, couldn't certainly. hide what Maya was doing. Yeah, you couldn't hide that. And yeah. Plasma looked like that. Mary, I was at a bar. I went to uh, a bar in bed on Friday to watch this live. And I'm really glad I did. Mary, it was comedic. Whenever they, cu- whenever they cut to Plasma's look, there was this group of gays behind us that were, they just went, ugh. I mean, it really, I love the narrative that like, I think the worst part of that look was the wig that plain Jane yeah. had given her. Yes. Like honestly, it really I think was the worst. That was the worst part. And it was like, well, that's that's right on schedule, you know. <laughs> Came in for a landing right at the yeah, right time. Right, just touchdown. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Mary, when they were they were like booing her look, they were ughing her look. I was like, oh shit, okay. Well, um, but no, yeah. you go home in that look. You abs- I mean, the the neckline alone. 
you you go home in that. It was it was a little comedic. Oh, I mean, it was just like a pudding spoon. I don't know how else to describe it, but the the outline of her top and the way that it cut on her torso was the same shape of like a plastic pudding spoon. Who says you couldn't eat instant pudding? Sorry. Yeah, with a pudding spoon. I don't know if that's the rest of the song, but you know, the, and the, you know those those J E L L O. No, it's from Karina Karina. All right, go ahead. Oh, which I still haven't seen, but there's like a sharpness to the edges of those spoons that gets your lips. Oh, I see. Mm. It's not a good spoon. Listen, it's not even that it wasn't goth, right? Because I have so many thoughts oh. on that. But I, I, you know, I'll save my, I'll save my thoughts about Plasma's look for a little bit later. But just to kind of color that lip sync, like, it, like you can't be a producer. It's like when Sasha Velour won, and I know it's it's a weird parallel, um, but it's like when Sasha Velour won. Sasha Velour won, and honestly, production was gagged. They thought Shea Coulee, who's a phenomenal mover, lip syncer, expresser, we know this, was going to win. Sasha had never lip synced before. They had no idea what to expect. They couldn't not crown her at that moment. Or they couldn't not move her on at that moment. They had to. And I feel like the same thing was here. Maybe they thought Plasma was going to be better. I doubt production thought Maya was going to be able to do back handsprings in that outfit. I mean, yeah, it, it's I mean, there's so many butterfly effects to the season, you know, like Mirage was supposed to send Geneva home a while ago. Right. You know what I mean, like there's so many right. different things that could have happened. This could have been Mirage in this lip sync against Maya. And I'm sorry, but you could backspring back to Miami Beach, honey, because once you get those legs in the air, you know, click, clack, sashay, sanchante, you stay, you know? I mean, that's yeah. what I want to see. That's the alternate reality I wanted to see where it's Mirage versus Maya in this mm. lip sync. That's what was supposed to happen. And Plasma was mm. going to be safe because she had two wins. That's what was supposed to happen. But it's all because Mirage, unfortunately, didn't know the words. Uh, I mean, she's she's such a bitch and we love her for that. But she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> I want to believe that that changed the trajectory of the rest of the season in the same way that they had to cut out Sherry Pie a few seasons ago. Whoop. 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 Whoopsie doodle. Whoop. 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 Ah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Graham Cracker Cross. It's like a spooky episode. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. So, so you're bringing up a really interesting point about Plasma's two wins. I thought that this was pretty groundbreaking, and I stand sort of corrected. Plasma going home with two wins under her belt is actually not unheard of, but. It is rare when it comes to how early in the season it was. So I just want to kind of go through some queens that had two wins and were eliminated before the finale. Shangela season three was top six. She had two wins. Latrice Royale. Listen, she was top four. I don't I really mean, count her. Yeah. Bendela Creme was top five. If you remember, Bendela Creme lost to Darian, which was like a huge deal. Um, I'm going to save uh, a special queen from season seven for last, but season seven also had t Katia, who had two wins, top six. Kenny goddamn Davenport, okay, I don't really count her, top four. Mm. Nina West, top six. Olivia Lux, remember her? Yeah. Top five. Lucy LaDuca, top five, okay? But these are all top five, top six kind of placements. Yeah, yeah. The only time it has happened earlier than that was on season seven with an another queen 
that I don't think production or RuPaul liked very much. That's Can the you o- name that That's queen? the only example. That Max Marmaduke yes, Melanie. Yeah. Top nine. So even before Plasma. So the fact that Max went home was even a bigger upset than Plasma. And I feel like they both had a similar in terms of like, you know, Max had won the Shakespeare challenge and I think had, had I don't remember what the other one was. The um but oh, it, maybe it was a design challenge. I can't. That's a that's a what what were Max's two wins? Who knows? Because mm. um, I don't want to look it up. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel, but it was also like a little left to center. I also feel like you know, uh, it was not a a glamazon on the runway uh, in in the way that say like I don't know a uh, oh, who's a Violet Chachki might be Rose um, Rose whatever any of those energies. Uh, yeah, I feel like this that was what this made me think of. But in the same token, well, we're not using the term robbed queen because, you know, it, it, it's it's communism. Everybody gets a share. Um, and communism works. Max won the Despy Awards. with. Pearl. Oh, that's right. The Despy Awards. We want to welcome you. Um, but there is something to the fact that Plasma went home with sort of a quote-unquote robbed narrative in terms of track record, had two wins, did really well up, and this was your only time in the bottom, you know, yeah. had great looks, got to, like, really shine. Uh, and bo- she, I will say her design challenge was really rough. Well, not all uh, of them are great, but her pincushion okay, yeah. look and her Dolly Madison look or whatever her name was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, so I feel like she overall, like, I think had a good showing, and it's kind of like when a queen... I mean, it's very similar to those queens who go home fifth or sixth. And you're like, oh, but she had some wins, but she did well. You know, like it's it's Plasma should have done this a few weeks later, basically. I just think it's so I'm going to say it. I think it's cool that production found a way to send Plasma home where we weren't where the, the fandom that finds her insufferable kind of wanted her to stay a little longer because with the edit, Maya clearly had help. And Maya actually wasn't supposed to stay if it wasn't for Safira wanting her to stay, which I think is such, like, big dick energy of Safira. Like, yeah, I kind of want her to stay. It's kind of like whenever Safira picks her roles in any of the acting challenges, she's like, mm-hmm. all right, you can have it. You know what I mean? She sort of decides things. And I love that she sort of decided whether Maya was going to stay this week. Because that's all it was. That's literally what it came down to. Is like, if yep. Sa- if Safira didn't help her, then it was then God knows what we were, we were probably going to see more of the ketchup and mustard pirate. But just you know, with the and, ketchup and, and mustard. And would removed. she would she have been able to justify? Would production really have been able to justify keeping her, even if she does did do that well in the lip sync, right? Because at the end of the day, it would have come down to the lip sync. Still, it's not like Maya wasn't in the bottom, right? She was. Um, so, you know, she, let's say she looked like La La Rie, maybe she would have stayed because listen, La La Rie also had like a look that Maya probably would have had something not iconically bad, but just as bad and slayed the lip sync. So the other way to look at this is like, you know, at some point Maya is going to lip sync again and go home. Like the, the idea of Maya and the finale, it, I love because it's so not what I expected, but it's not going to happen. I just can't see it happening. But next week she may stay because it's a song and dance challenge. But beyond all that, beyond who we want to stay and this and that and blah, 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 I feel like what we're also getting 
is like this queen who does great lip syncs. We're going to get four or five lip syncs out of this girl, you know, yeah. before we send her home. Yeah. And the final one will hopefully be against someone like Safira or Morphine, hopefully Morphine, where it's like, oh, some other queen had to pull out the big guns to send her home. And I think based on what we saw last week from Morphine, that's actually who I'd like to see. I'd like to see Morphine versus Maya, and I want to see Morphine send Maya home because I think Morphine deserves that kind of win on this season. I think what we'll see is two stunt queens, but Morphine's aren't as sloppy. Because that's the one thing I yes. did notice about Maya. is She's sort of just throwing everything in the kitchen sink at the wall <clears throat> and seeing what stays, right? Um, the Yeah, the rose petals were great, but it was like, wait a second, right away? You That could have waited. Uh, yeah, right? that was like the paper. We saw that on Dragula, you know? Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah I um, saw groceries and- falling out, yeah. I, 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 we will maybe address this in full at nuance, but one of our Marys wrote in, like, Maya did commit two lip sync sins, right? One week she took off her shoes, still one. This week she had a wig revealed to a beanie, right? So it's just like, well, oh, well how, yeah. like, is, uh, it doesn't matter anymore, you know? But we'll talk about that in nuance. Um, I, I would like to see, uh, morphine dethrone um maya but but at the end of the, at the end of the day mary like what's also cool is yes we do get to see maya doing her thing which is why she was cast right it's like listen exactly. she has talent you can't just like knock her because she's not the drag race brand because she's not like this ai bot who can dance act sing so like plain jane or whatever you know she's She's a little scrappier. She's a great entertainer. And to have lip syncing be the baseline, I do support that. I do support that. It's like, look, I'm going to have more fun at a Maya show than somebody else who can't really lip sync very well, like Q, maybe, you know? Well, and I think, you know, you think about, like, the structure of the season where, like, not only is there, like, ooh, if you get immunity, then you'll be safe, or maybe your queen, another queen will give you her immunity, but if you land in the bottom, then you have to go up against Maya. You know, like, I just uh-huh. love the, like, <laughs> the gauntlets to survive this season. I think that's kind of amazing. It's like a lip-sync assassin in an all-star season, because yeah. there's just this yeah. default of, like, well, listen, at the end of the day, the lip-sync makes the decision and you got to beat Maya if you want to stay. So you better not get in the bottom. I kind of love it's that. It's interesting. And, you know, it's and interesting. Like, at least it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And Maya, I, I, I feel like Maya is more than happy to fill that role this season. She knows that she's not, oh, yeah. you know, the Meryl Streep of the season. She knows that she's not the, you know, uh, Mark Jacobs of the season or the Vera Wang, if you will. Um, but, you know, she she and her cousins were out there flipping, and that's what she can bring to the table. Listen, I I know Maya shouldn't still be on the season on paper, right? We all know that. But you can't deny that it's, it is interesting. It is interesting. I don't know. That's where I'm at with it. Like, at least it's interesting. After 16, 16 seasons, Mary, like, they have to tell interesting stories still. Just to send Maya home, yeah, would it be a little gratifying? Maybe. But would it? I think it's a little bit. It's just more. It's going to feel more gratifying when she's sent home, you know, properly or when she's sent home after being a little deluded. And we're seeing this kind of like 
hubris or arrogance come out. I don't know. Whatever they edit her to be. I'm not saying that she is those things, but they certainly edited her this week as being a little overconfident. It's like, girl, what are you talking about? You didn't make your fucking look. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're Trina's cousin. You know, get the dollar bills out of your titties because you didn't make your, your dress. Lipstick, yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. And your snatch game wasn't that good. It just happened to be that two people, three people were worse. You know, right. it's just like, oh, I don't know what she's seeing. But and also I I will say this. She she's probably like the sweetest little pumpkin. Oh, <laughs> we're just talking about a character in TV. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. Miss LePage she's is pajama lovely. bottoms girl. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Absolutely. She is absolutely You could come out could, to her. <laughs> she could come out to her while walking the mile in gym class she's got mm. her pajama bottoms on and uh. her bag of hot Cheetos and she's like, Mm-hmm. 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 That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It, you're fine. You're safe. <laughs> she's great. We're just talking about we're just talking about a TV show. Uh, you guys yeah, know this. You, you know where you are. Like, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, well, I do have thoughts on, uh, you know, big thoughts on helping on Drag Race. I have thoughts on, you know, the villain uh, award for every season, the cuntiest award for every season. But before we get into all of those opinions and thoughts on this week's goth challenge, Mary, why don't you tell our Marys what they're listening to? Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things draggy, queenie, campy, and queer. I'm Johnny, and fuck you, bitches. And I'm Colin, and a lovely incendiary comment from Plain Jane. How unexpected. (laughs) Which is when I fell in love with Plasma. I was like, oh, God, I love this. I love you. You Oh, I love who you're being right now. It it was very um, middle child on a sitcom. Oh, Stephanie Tanner, how rude! Absolutely. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. wow! Um, I'm so surprised. I am shocked. I know, but I, it won me over. It was so. There was also this kind of, you know, all about Eve energy. This like, oh, how unexpected. This very that movie, The Women. You know. Mm, sure. Uh, yes. What one Sister Mary Will brought this up uh, for a nuance episode, but plasma and theater people in general play to the back of the house, and it doesn't read the same way on television. Well, if we could just take that as a segue, because I think there's just a little bit of business I need to cover. Speaking of things that maybe didn't read on television from Plasma, I feel like given the number of Mary's responses, I need to address the situation surrounding Plasma's joke last week about Tsunami, that no man is safe around Tsunami, but Tsunami's always safe. And Mary's, I think, collectively gave me Oprah hands, and we're like, because Tsunami's been safe every week in the competition. Yeah, and, we and yes, that. and <laughs> but no, no, but I I get that. Like, if that's the joke, oh, okay, got it. I guess I thought that Plasma was doing this Dorothy Parker epithet kind of thing of like, I'm not even know if I'm using the right word, of like, oh gosh, no, you know, no man's safe around Tsunami, but Tsunami's always safe around all men. And I thought it was like one of those like, you know, cigarette in the filter kind of jokes, and it's something about like. Tsunami goes after all these men, but none of them go after her. I thought she was trying right. to do something like that. Same. That's okay. what I thought too. Right. So I'm not trying to make uh, a We saw the first level. Yeah. yeah. I guess it was just like, oh, is this just like a you're safe every week? Because like, so's Dawn, you know? Um, 
wake up, six. Um, so I uh, wanted to just address that. I also, so I, okay, so I feel like we're all on the same page. We're all on the same Amon LePage about that one. Um, yes. Uh, Mary, before we also go on, I just want to tell our Marys listening not to freak out. Everything's okay. Mommy's not mad. Mommy's not mad. It's okay. It's a parachuter. Um, next week, there will not be an episode put out on Sunday. Next week, there will be no episode put out on Sunday. We are going to be putting that episode out on like late Tuesday night. Um, only because of uh, both of our lives just not working on a Sunday. Um, we're traveling. We're going to be traveling. We're yeah, traveling. We're traveling. We're traveling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so maybe maybe there's some like fun little old Only Marys or, uh, you know, Patreon episode we could put out as a little, you know, pacifier. But indeed, you'll still be getting an episode, you know, uh, around the same time as all the other Drag Race recaps come out from the Drag Race Queen. So it should be fine. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I am merely looking at my, I, I mean, I'm clearly subscribed to them because I get the episodes, but I'm just saying. Let the record state. I yeah. am merely standing here. <laughs> yeah, fuck exactly. you too, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. Pig fucker. Um, you pig fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, yes, let's jump in. Let's jump in. I I do want to say, I I was I was taken by this idea of like I know there's a miscongeniality of every season, but what happens if there's like a cuntiest award or you know biggest bitch, biggest villain of the season? I think villain would be the wrong word. To me, it's just like who was like the thorniest bitchiest of the season and of course i wrote down some ideas for each season we'd love to hear your thoughts uh mary's listening um colin feel free to jump in um but for the first season i had either becky glasscock or chanel okay i would say the first season i would say akasha i feel like she put out a lot of she had some tood oh okay i Kind of loved Akasha, but well, uh, that the doesn't one that mean was the thorniest was Chanel. I thought. Oh, I guess yeah. it's kind of like are, are we are we thinking it from the tsunami point of view of like playing is such a cunt, but I live or like oh god, she was the worst. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking it's not so bad. Like Plain Jane, I think is going to get the award this season. So it has to be somebody like Plain Jane. So somebody. So people in the workroom are like. Ugh, fuck you. And the audience is kind of like, ugh, fuck you. And I think that's like a mix between Becky and Chanel on season one. I guess I just feel like I don't you think know, Akasha lasted long enough. I know, but you know how precious I feel about Chanel. I guess it's just my own subjective feelings. It's probably true. It's just my emotional state right now is just very emotional. That's all. Season two is Raven, I think, oh. over Tyra. Done. We That was the whole thesis of our season two recap is that it, Tyra is not the villain. Tyra deserved no. to win. And yes. Raven was so the villain of that season in a way <laughs> that is <clears throat> just iconic television because in a way that was so flagrant. I, and now she's RuPaul's assistant. I just <laughs> I love, I love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on season three, uh, the plain Jane is Raja, but the Dawn is like Carmen Carrera. 
Oh yeah, I love that Raja had such like a a two that season. I was listening to Very Delta had a, they put out an old episode of her talking oh, to Raja, right, I saw that. and I was just I and they were talking about All Star Seven, and I was like, God, I can't believe Raja was an All Star Seven. She is so incredible, and I just have such a deep respect for her, and I. Love that she was such a plain Jane on her season. It, she earned she it. Was. She was she wrong? <laughs> Maybe yeah. sometimes, no, but I don't know. Right. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> her reading challenge was pretty iconic. Yeah, she just used one fact, one yeah. word. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> fat. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so season four is Willem. Like oh. no question. Willem was almost like really the template, I think, for what we're seeing mm. now. Willem really broke the ground on how to be that kind of girl in the room. I think the thorniest on season five actually wasn't um Alyssa or Coco. It was Roxy Andrews. Oh God, which is such a shame because you know how I've come around on Roxy. Well, we love Roxy, of oh. course. I mean, but we also love Chanel. We love Raja. We love all of them. Yeah, I know. I, okay. Yeah, I guess it would be Roxy. I'm trying to think if there was anybody else who, like, had who else had little thorns in there. But no, probably. She was probably the, the agent of chaos. Yeah. The cuntiest. And the same with season six, right? Another winner, Bianca. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they tried to edit Darian to be the, the cuntiest, but she was just the smartest. Sure. Uh, Violet Chachki, season seven. I think she was clearly the cuntiest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, you know, but she won. She won. Uh, season se- uh, sorry, season eight is a little trickier. I I go back and forth between Acid Betty and Derek Barry. Yeah, I feel like Acid was supposed to be, and then she went home early, and then Derek mm. really kind of took over the role of, like, Derek was, I think when you look at, like, the fights that Derek had with Bob and with Naomi and just kind Naomi, of, like, all yeah. of the all of the, the moments like that, I think Derek earned that award uh, fair and square. But I think there's a world in which Bob could have been the plain Jane if she wanted to be. You know what I mean? Like Bob could have sat there. Oh, in I see that. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I see that. I see that. Um, I see that. I just think Bob is so smart. Um, yeah. There, then there was uh, from my kind of just looking through the cast lists, there was a little bit of a uh, drought after season eight, season nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Uh I just don't I couldn't really find one that was that thorny. So the next one I got to was Diabetti in season fourteen. So you I mean, you know, controversial controversial pick, but you would not put the Vixen in this category. No. I uh maybe it's just because of how, you know, retrospect I've seen it as. Like she wasn't I don't think she was ever really the instigator, you know? That was, if, if anything, it would have been Eureka. I think Eureka well, really instigated a lot of that. And Evie instigated a lot of things with Silky. So, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Eureka was my thorn, I remember, from season 10. Yeah. Um, And then after that, it's either Lux or Mistress. I think they were just very honest and very right a lot of the time. And then mm. we have Plain Jane. They were the cuntiest. I- yeah. So see, wait. But I guess so. Season thirteen. Wait. Did you say? Did you say Diabetti? 
Um, uh, that's season 14. That's season 14. Season 13 would have been like Candy Muse and Tamisha. Yeah. But like, I just didn't see Candy as like that cunty. And Gottmik wasn't cunty on her season. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, well, I, I think this season, I mean, I feel like people talk about this on Reddit that there's it feels like deliberate casting the season where they were like, let's find people who like got a certain score on their like mental health assessment test. You know what I mean? Like they were casting for like Myers Briggs personality types this season. Sure. I mean, Hey, why not make an interesting casting um, or interesting cast? Um, Anyway, just thought it was interesting. Mary's feel free to write in on who the cuntiest uh, would be of some seasons. I only did the U.S. Uh, regular seasons. I didn't do All Stars or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it actually got me thinking because Dawn uh, was like, "Oh my God, Nivia, you're so lucky. You weren't in the bottom." And I'm just like, Dawn, you were worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what I mean, Dawn. I I can't wait to see what the end story of Dawn is. Like, I can't wait to see where mm. that narrative ends. Um, mm. Just while we're while we're addressing topics, I also feel like I just given the number of Marys who wrote in to answer the question of what was the, you know, dance monkey dance moment reminding me of from last week's episode. And we talked about Blair St. Clair in that little mini challenge. And I and a lot of Marys wrote in with the 30 Rock episode with Paul Rubens as that little like uh, that little guy with the hands and Jane Krakowski. And I think that that is probably what I was also thinking of. A lot of people also mentioned Debbie Harry in Hairspray. I've never Correct. seen yes. that movie. So, uh, that... Oh, you've never seen the original Hairspray. I'm no, shocked. No, no. So oh, my God, Mary. It... You got to see it. You'd yeah. love it. So you that may be it. it's way better than the musical. Yeah. yeah. So that, you know, so that I'm excited about. And one Mary mentioned the, the holy name of Glynis Johns and Superstar. And I thought, well, uh, God, God bless. Rest in power. Sorry, we killed you for talking about you on Canada's Drag Race so much. Um, uh, so I just needed to address that as well. Thank you, everyone who wrote in. I think you're all right. I think you closed the gap. Um, it was probably 30 Rock, but um, I guess I need to watch Hairspray. All right, Mary. Well, I love the mini challenge this week. I loved it because it had nothing really to do with the comedy of the queens. I just don't think it had anything to do with them. It had everything to do with RuPaul and his delivery of a lot of digs at the cast. And I I just really appreciated the, the platform we got to see. Best Supporting Actress, RuPaul, this week. I think RuPaul in his own subtle way with this mini challenge was saying COVID is over <laughs> because sure. it, when you think about like a few seasons ago, the masks and the distancing and the plexiglass walls between the judges. And now they literally have drag Queens spitting fluids from yeah. their mouths yeah. at yeah. other like, unmasked people. Yes. Yeah. Well, spit. RuPaul spit kind of me. casually holds that little mask. I mean, I was like, I love that we have gone from the movie Outbreak to a Gallagher uh, performance. This is just, this is the I, Drag Race just subtly taking a stand. <laughs> yeah, I just love how RuPaul got a chance to dig at these queens. She got, uh, you know, Miss Congeniality is playing Jane. She got, we're redoing the Snatch Game, which tickled her so much. 
Scott getting to say that to Nymphia Wind because she knew how much it would bother her. Um, the uh, tsunami called You Are the Father to Safira. You know, it, uh, it's, oh, and then the Patty Lapone called Two Words for You, Cease and Desist. Mary, like, I just think the producers and RuPaul had a great time. And RuPaul didn't disappoint. She's just so good at this. She made that mini challenge kind of funny. I, I will have to say, I found this mini challenge a, a little strange. It, it it felt like a bit of fake hysteria, but I appreciated the concept. Um, I don't know. It, it it made me, like, especially the second time watching it, I was like, I, I just felt like, a, I guess it's like a spit take is supposed to be, like, obviously it's supposed to be this, like, spontaneous quote-unquote reaction. And yet there was just, like, so much, like, okay. Come up here. All right, take a mouthful of water. Okay, I'm going to say something funny now. Are you ready? Like, there was just, like, a little bit of bumper bowling about her. I was like, this is, like, this is, like, the opposite of a spit take. We're, it's, I don't know. I disagree. I think it's like the um, like the slapping challenge. It's the same thing uh, where RuPaul kind of gets to deliver the punchline. I don't know. I, I, I kind of appreciated the Michael Patrick King of it all, you know, the double vomit. It's like... We know it's coming, but RuPaul still gets to deliver the, the punchline. Uh, so, yeah, for that, I just appreciated it. And I think it's fun to see RuPaul, similar to, like, when she's the bouncer, not letting people into the club, when she gets to be the comedy. I like that a lot. It's her show. Well, Nymphia wins, so which is, you know, <laughs> one letter away from Nymphia wins. And I don't think that gave her any advantage in the design challenge. I don't think she got a, a, a head start on running no. for supplies, but this is the season of running for supplies because we have our third design challenge this season. Yes. Uh, and I think whoever said it was right, not since season three, uh, did we have this many design challenges? Yeah. And so early too. Maya is so shaken that as she says, her jewelry is falling off. I love that pronunciation of jewelry, jewelry, uh, that her, sure. her jewelry is falling off. Um, I feel like there is a supercut of Queen's necklaces falling off. I feel like that's a thing. There's Queen's taking a sip of something in the confessional, and then there's like Queen's where it's like, or just like when Darian's earring falls off in season six. There's a there's a compilation there. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so they're running for black and white materials because Mary, it's the goth challenge. <laughs> I thought this episode felt long. I just thought there was a lot of struggling and stories in the workroom that just kind of were could have been done in one segment instead of three. And I was like, all right, let's get to it already. You know, uh, obviously the plasma, you know, and Sophia segment was very nice. Um, and then seeing all of the footage of Sophia helping Maya out, um, you know, I think was important to show. But uh, this got a little... Oh, God. Okay. Nymphia, Q, and Dawn are really good at sewing. You know? there It was like a Project Runway episode where there was a lot of workroom stuff without even like a Rusi, you know, without even like a... a yeah, a we tin. didn't get a Rusi I think that would have yeah. that broken it up a little bit. Um, mm. You know, I think uh, obviously we're, you know, we're seeing an edit, but what I thought was interesting was, you know, obviously the narrative of all of these queens telling Plasma that she needed to like change it up, do something different. Like Jane was like, you know, this is time to do something different, but like cut to the runway and Jane's, 
I've seen Jane in this before. You know what I mean? Like, oh god, I've seen this silhouette I'm so before. So underwhelmed. I yeah, just, like she just put ribbons on her corset. I was just like, I, I don't even see goth. Like, yeah, I, but I see punk. I see punk. We've yeah. seen this black bathing suit, corset, bodysuit situation yes. before. So, like, how is this like, oh, my God, it's a totally different Jane. I'm like, I think the chat GPT has limited references. <laughs> I think that's the problem. Um, you know, I think what's interesting, though, is there's all of this push for Plasma to change up her, her what she's delivering. Plane delivers pretty much the same kind of aesthetic. Safira like that's part of the narrative is like, I'm going to give you what Safira gives you every week and I'm just going to do it in this fabric. And they praise that. I feel like, I think if Plasma did what she does and she did it in goth, I think that she would have been safe because that's pretty much what most of these Queens did is that like most of them did what they do, but in a black and white color. And then three of them could have won. And I think that's what I saw. I think, I think Plasma just needed to be like a 1950s witch. Yeah. You know what I mean? She just needed to be a witch. Yeah. That's a witch. It. I was shocked that there were no kind of Feruza Balk, the craft references. That's what like, I was looking for. Yeah. There was a lot of non-goth on this runway. And I'm just like, what? I, I understand it's a fashion show, but also like. Come on, I think, come on! You got to go back to hot topic. Hounds and, and tooth. Ha, I mean, maybe, tooth. Why are you wearing your hounds tooth? No. tooth. Oh, are you my mom Please. going to work in the early two thousands? Like, what are, are no. you, Sue Ellen Crandall? Oh yeah, Sue Ellen Crandall. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um. You know. Well, we're speaking of fashions because, yeah, there's there's a lot of workroom stuff. There's the fact that the queens don't know who Scarlett O'Hara is. And I don't even need Mm. to get into like how like what I think I saw this there. I guess there I guess Grindr has a podcast, but I guess it's like they have a video version. It's like Katya hosting it. It was like it's called like Who is the Asshole? And I don't really know if I understand the theme, but it's. Katya hosting a podcast with random kind of internet celebrities and she was talking to this one guy and they were talking about like what is this thing where for so many of us for so many generations like we knew references like I I know what fucking Gone with the Wind is like I know what fucking Casablanca is like I know things from a time and I mean most of us do right like we know these references from before our time but like what happened? Where did it where did it fall off where it was just like suddenly you have the like tunnel vision of references? Like how did that happen where now it's like someone like Dawn's like, who's Scarlett O'Hara? How do you not know who Scarlett O'Hara is? We didn't have an influx of information and signs and things like that. Whereas Dawn, who's just like a child, um, grew up with the internet, grew up with social media. So there, there's too much information. Whereas when we were growing up, even when we were in our twenties, cause we're older, we, there weren't that many to like know about. It wasn't, we weren't inundated daily, hourly with, references and things to learn about and to know about and so that's the difference the difference is that dawn feels no need to know these things because there's so many other gay references to know about or things to latch on to um there's just no importance to them anymore um it 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 has everything to do with in my opinion um just the the information age 
Yeah, you're well, you may be at the buffet at the Bellagio of potential references. You also have so many options within your realm, within your wheelhouse that you don't need to go back to who the fuck Scarlett O'Hara is. But like she and Nymphia knew that that's so Raven reference without even her finishing the sentence. And I was like, there you go, because like that's something in your reference realm that like done. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just, you know, I, I, I don't remember who said it. Somebody had once said, if we don't make these references, we lose these references. I just want to find out who said that so that oh, I can God. attribute it. Who, did, who said that? Who said that? Uh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, the, the other thing about A Gone with the Wind that I, you know, it's just a little nuance. It's worth mentioning. But like. Problematic characters, problematic topic. Oh, everything so, is, Mary. Everything's problematic. Well, not everything. But I'm saying, in retrospect, a lot of the younger generations are like, I don't really want to look back because it's not, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at it in my with my lens, with the lens that I am growing up with. And so it, it's not something I need to hold on to, right? It's just something to think about. Um, anyway, I... I I can't get the cadence out of my head, but it's when Q says, I don't need fashion advice from Safira. Go make another gown. Yeah, go make another gown. Uh, go make another gown. You know, uh, that was speak, fabulous. speaking of gowns, we don't really see much of it, but is Dawn, Dawn, is Dawn wearing the denim kindergarten teacher dress? You know the one where you wear like a like a long sleeve shirt underneath in it. the workroom. Yeah, you know what I'm I talking can't about. Imagine, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, Mrs. Waring used to wear this, but mm-hmm. uh, no pun Madonna. Yeah, but uh, I I I'm not paying attention too closely to what Dawn is wearing in the workroom because I'm mostly just looking at that dangling thing on her ear. Yeah, yeah, uh, that da- that dangling thing right in the back of her throat. Is that what it is? <laughs> Right, my right in this little garage. Honk, honk. I, <laughs> uh, you know, I it, it was it was earlier, but if I don't mention it, then like, what am I doing here? But I just I need to always recognize when Safira, you know, the, the mother of slew feeded folks like myself, apparently, uh, when she fully slews out. When she it was during the mini challenge when she was standing there with her feet at nine and three and her arms crossed, and I was like, there he is. There's the man of my mm. dreams. I don't know what it was mm. about that pose, but that was like that looked like home to me. Um, mm. I'm more of an eleven and a one, you know. I'm I'm trying to more look like if you see me walking towards you, you might think I'm Jody Sawyer. She is fully slew footed, <laughs> and I just want to recognize that. <laughs> you know, you know, she, she her mother didn't have the heart, but uh, she has. She doesn't have the feet. What is no. That? Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like she's given full Maureen in that workroom. Um, I am ready to move to the runway. I'll talk about this idea of queens helping queens at the top eight, um, I think, when we get to some of these runway looks. But uh, do you want to do you want to talk about have you ever dabbled in the macabre like I do? Oh yeah, we're just all all my uh, all my notes about the elimination day workroom. No, it's fine. I don't have I I have. They talk about 
there's some middle school and high school talk and it was like oh we just started talking about them being in high school um the one thing i wanted to just mention i was just like come on let's get to the runway you know i don't know i guess that's just where i was but like i was just like jesus christ this is taking forever to get to the runway forever well, if you want to be goth, you really got to suffer. Um, I just want to mention one thing that during the kind of social justice corner, um, I just saw all of us strangers. And so, uh, which I would say, not a feel good movie. So um, maybe don't. Uh, but there is a lot of like them talking in the workroom about like figuring out when they were queer. And I feel like it's a real shift now to be using the word queer versus gay. Mm. And this comes up in the movie, All of Us Strangers as well. And uh, and just kind of like the the sense that like oh calling it queer it it sounds so quaint you know we've we've taken all the dick sucking out of it and I do think there is something kind of true about that um, and I just want to acknowledge that that red all me. the gagging and the spit, all the gagging yeah. right right I just feel like mm. oh we're queer it's it's very like you know it's very Downton Abbey and I'm you know I'm just trying to I'm just trying to be a little more I don't know. Uh, queer as folk, I guess not queer as folk, gay as folk about it. It's a um, little polite. Yeah, yeah it's I a mean, little polite. But, but yeah. people in the 90s, people that grew up in the 90s, that generation, um, they would argue they're offended by the word queer, well, right? That's... So like there's the, I'm gay, not queer guys, you know? And they're all well, guys. And that kind of comes up in All of Us Strangers where, because there's an age gap, and so the older one is like, Andrew Scott is like, yeah, it just feels kind of polite to me. And But then Paul Mescal's character, who's younger, he's like, yeah, it's just like, but when I was younger... It, calling things gay was like oh your your trainers are gay your school bag's gay you look gay right, so right. like that it's kind of the same sense of like oh yeah when i was younger that was a slur yeah i mean what's interesting and i know we're going on a huge tangent here and we're 54 minutes into this episode but i, I it's interesting when those two generations clash because one generation has a generation above them that they had to kind of contend with Whereas mm -hmm. the older generations now, all of those people are sort of dead or died very early. Um, so there wasn't a lot of kind of growing pains or, or um, tension between those generations. Mm -hmm. um, they never had to experience kind of what younger generations are experiencing now with the 70 year old gay men, you know? Yeah, yeah, that sort of like baton passing and, and whatnot. Yeah, passing um, of the torch, if you will. Yeah, the family. yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Hey, what can you say? You know, it's just a, a burning bundle of sticks. Just a burning right. bundle of sticks. That's yeah, that's what it means. Um, well, speaking of which, because I know we got to get, we're going to get to this runway. So we are at the runway, and I thought this is where I put in my notes a little factoid that you might find interesting. Kaya Gerber was born about a week and a half before nine eleven. Wow. And I just think about like Cindy Lauper, not Cindy Lauper, <laughs> Cindy Crawford, because she's Cindy Crawford's daughter. Um, Cindy Crawford, like sitting there, like nursing her baby on a Tuesday morning and then turning on the TV. And I thought, that's weird. And now here she is on Drag Race. What a weird world. You know, I was in well, high Mary, school, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, right. I hear you. Um, I All I have to ask of you is, have you ever dabbled in the macabre? <laughs> I've dabbled in some corn cobs, but I like to use Have little corn holders. Dabbled in the macabre. I just love how she says that. It's very like, would you kai kai with her? Yeah. Have you ever dabbled in the macabre? Have you ever dabbled the macabre? <laughs> would you kai kai with her? Did you rub my lamp? 
Did you What's play the with line dolls? That it came from this scene? Oh, did you play with did dolls? Did you play with Have dolls? You ever the macabre? Yeah. Anyway, um, listen. I don't know if I, ha- I. I think we should just kind of go through some of these looks. I think we sort of read Plain's look. The ribbons were just randomly attached to a corset and a top. It the, the ribbons reminded me of those those streamers that you attach to the handlebars on a bicycle. Yeah, they're all black. Yeah. yeah, she kind of looked like a couple had just gotten married in the 50s. You know what I mean? And like, oh. you know, it was kind of like, what's her name? It was like Marla and Nelson. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you next season. I'll see you next season. <laughs> yeah, that's right. um, Maya, you know, I, she was she was giving me like vivacious, holding that like dragon bird on her shoulder for the Game of Thrones look. Um, just with it not as good of a walk, obviously. Um, I... The uh, RuPaul was on to her the whole time. A little birdie told her what to wear. Um, you know, honestly, I wouldn't have hated this look, to be honest. And I, I could have justified it not being in the bottom. Like, she sort of followed the rules. Nobody said you don't that, like, a contestant can't make your look for you. Um, she's just doing what every other drag race girl does before she comes on the show. Um, but the hair and the makeup were really bad for Maya. Yeah, I mean, she did have spiders heading towards her tits, and she did have, (laughs) you know, birds on the runway. But I did love that line of, oh, a little birdie told her what to wear. And I was like, Mm. yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, a little, a little blue bird, perhaps a little sapphire. A bird. little blue bird. Yeah, yeah, and 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 again, like she didn't break the rules. If if no. she did break the rules, they would have disqualified her for like like Willem. But she didn't break the rules. All of these queens have come on to this show with somebody else designing their look. So you know, I know the look is like you have to do a design challenge. So Maya designed the look. And had somebody else sew it for her. So, like, just in sort of a light defense of Maya, it's like, okay, you could put her in the bottom all you want. Put her in the bottom for the makeup and the hair um, and maybe the the hubris. But, like, you know, it's not like she broke any rules. One wasn't this, like, the original concept for Drag Race was that the queens would bring, like, a, a seamstress would bring someone who would make the looks they were designing. Oh, I didn't know that. That was, I think, in the original concept. Uh, maybe that's lore, but, I mean, that it does bring up that whole idea of, like, you know, do you need to be good at the sewing machine to be, you know, a good drag queen? Blah, blah, blah. We've talked about that a thousand times. But, um, we have, right. Yeah. And I think glue works and, you know, the safety pins and staplers, like, make it work you yeah. know make it make, make it be a look you know yeah, yeah. um maya just had a lot of help and at top eight it just looks suspicious but also three design challenges in one season is very suspicious other queens in past seasons that got to the top eight didn't have to necessarily do a design challenge at the end you know yeah it's all it's it's the luck of the draw of what challenges they give you Anyway, um, Dawn of the Dead, I, I, this happened for a lot of the looks. When it's all black, I, I, just on TV, I miss a lot of the details. So did it read goth? Yeah, it read like funeral dress and, you know, dead and whatever. And so that works. But uh, it was sort of, the details were lost for me. I had to be told how amazing it was. 
Yeah, I wonder if this is like a lighting thing. Because I was thinking about Dragula, and it's right. crazy that we haven't talked about Dragula until now. Um, but obviously, this is kind of the kids bop Dragula episode. And so, <laughs> you know, and whatever, they're different shows. It is what it is. But it's it, it's hard it's to, you know, it's hard to see a lip it's sync fine. on Dragula and nothing a drag race and, you know, uh, Vici Verce. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, I I feel like... Dragula obviously has a lot of looks in all black and I feel like it's a lighting thing because it's true like I had the same thing where it was like a lot of this I'm just not seeing the details because yeah it's black on black and and maybe that was a thing that they had to that they didn't factor in was like you got you know you got to light this episode differently if you're going to show these looks correctly yeah I don't know uh I'm sure Dawn's look was like really, really impressive. Again, like to know that these queens made this in one day is really kind of cool. But what's the impact? And I'll say that about any fashion, right? What's the impact? Like you can tell me that Sam Smith looked great in the Vivian Westwood fashion show, but it looked fucking ridiculous. Like it looked like I'm being trolled. And so like, like that's the impact. It's like you are mocking me now, right? And so if I'm watching Drag Race and it's like, oh my God, this fabulous look, it's like I'm watching Top Chef. It's like you could tell me that it's too salty, but only you know. Listen, a wise woman once said something at an unwise time. Lotion up. Oop. I don't know if that was wise. <laughs> Maybe not in that. That's why I said not in an unwise time. But oh. I think that given, you know, Sam Smith, for example, I would say, let's put Lotion a little Avino on those knees. <laughs> okay. Um, morphine's dress, I think, was like the opposite. It was so simple, uh, and maybe that's good. Like, it fit her really well. I just thought the shoulder pieces were, like, really cheap-looking, and the only thing that looked goth really about her was, like, the hair and the makeup. I thought that was stunning. Um, but the, the stupid headpieces or the shoulder pieces, I was just like, oh, God, just, just snip them off. Yeah, just cut them off. Ruin yeah. the dress, yeah. I yeah, I was rooting for Morphine because I just – I just I love her. I think she's just she's been consistently giving us great narration all season. She's been I think just Morphine's great. Been the heart yeah. of the house, and yeah. I just yeah. uh, she said Mary this episode. Yeah, yeah, I just think that she's been giving us so much good reality TV consistently every week, and I want her to do well, and I want her to succeed because yeah, because I like Morphine. Like Safira is like yeah, I like I like Maya. I want to see her go a little further. I like Morphine. I want to see her go a little further. Yeah, I want Morphine to last longer than Maya, you know? Um, yes, because I want her to send Maya home. Because I think, I just think it's going to be an incredible lip sync. All right. Uh, we've talked about Plazzy's houndtooth shirt kind of being ridiculous. I will just reiterate, when I was at a bar, like, people booed. Like, it was, it was a, a, a very visceral reaction. And I thought that was hilarious. What would can you name the bar in Bed Stuy? Is this a new bar? Yeah, it was. It was. Come on, everybody! Oh, you got to just come on, everybody! They got tarps on the floor for that, <laughs> don't they? I thought that was come a on, everybody. I thought that was a party that they did somewhere in Park Slope in a basement. But yeah, hey. So you know, come on, everybody! If people are looking for recommendations in Brooklyn, uh, there's no drag host, which is either a selling point or not for you. Um, there's not a lot of space. So you have to get there early if you're going to get a seat. And I mean, like we got there at seven and we just like, we lucked out because somebody got up 
before Drag Race started because they were like, oh, fuck this shit. Mm. Uh, they went somewhere else. Um, so we we lucked out. There were four of us. Um, but otherwise, we were going to have to like stand against one of these leaning tables. Um, and the bar was very, very narrow. So it, it I don't know if it's like the best place to go in Brooklyn. Um, but we had a good time because we got a seat. Yeah, I the only place I I went to that that sort of outdoory place in Williamsburg. What's that place called? With like the they got picnic benches, and I saw Thorgy there. I oh saw, yeah, you went to uh, what's that? It's like a sports bar. It's like uh, yeah, yeah, it's like that type of name. It had a food yeah. truck or something. But anyway, it was it was a little chilly that night. I feel like the heat lamps weren't working. But otherwise, what I liked about it was tons of space. Um, oh yeah, and I think yeah. you um, don't you don't you don't isn't there like reserved seating? Oh, maybe maybe you can also do that. Yeah, but we didn't. It's that uh, backyard bar on Eleventh. Yeah, that sounds right. Bar. Yeah, yeah. It felt like backyard a backyard. Tail, tailgate, 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 That's tailgate. Yeah, tailgate. Yeah, tailgate. Yeah, tailgate. Yeah, tailgate. Tupac, tailgate. Sports yeah. bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I've, I was thinking about doing that when my friend D came to the city with her daughter and she was like is there any place we could go with an 11 year old i'm like maybe this place yeah um, but we decided against it because their flight was delayed um oh. so they didn't get in until like 11 um but yeah uh i yeah i don't know come on everybody is uh you know it's it was fine for what it was and we really lucked out we really did yeah, just you know, there's just there was cum everywhere. It was on everybody. Oh my god. Anyway, Safira, uh, Mary, I not only did RuPaul make this runway better, but so did Safira, right? Like it was a great dress, it was impressive, but the presentation is really what made it. And Mary, I think that is also very goth. It goes back to Bendela Krem's goth look mm -hmm. on All Stars Three, and it's just like she just sold it. Otherwise, she's just wearing black and like white makeup. I think that's the thing is there's a personality, there's an energy, there's a there's a certain yeah. character that I think comes with this that a lot of them didn't necessarily bring, but I thought Safira really brought in a very specific Safira way. It didn't mm -hmm. feel like she was trying to put something on. It felt like, no, this is who this is still you. I I loved it. I thought it was. I mean, listen. I, I there are other people who could speak to the authenticity of the goth in general of all of this, and I am, oh, you know, sure. I am not that person. Yeah. Uh, these are not listen, my shoes. Listen, if you told me this was a goth challenge, I wouldn't have known. I would have been like, oh, the theme is black and white. That's right. all I would have thought it was. I didn't get goth from this. Very specifically, I got more punk. Um, maybe like maybe dead. Like maybe funeral, um, because then once you get to like Q, which we'll get to, like everything's out the window. Um, but with Nymphia, the one thing that I will say, like Nymphia, I sort of expected to win, but I, I, I did kind of see it. It reminded me of her boat or her, her ties look. Her face was blocked. And they didn't mention that when she had the bow, the ties look. I keep saying the bow ties look, but it's just ties. Um, they didn't really mention that with that look, but this look, like it was very, it was very noticeable. Like her face was blocked. It's you know, I mean, Kaya Gerber, you know, says during the critiques. Well, you know, I've walked a few Mark Jacobs runways, and my face was blocked. It's true, and it's true. I, I, and I am just quoting it's the fine. the daughter of Cindy Crawford and. Rand Gerber, but I uh, 
yeah, it's a thing. It's something. I mean, when that when when she said that, and then they cut to Michelle. Michelle hates being corrected, and I'm like, oh god, I get it. I know Michelle. Like, <laughs> when you're right, you're right, and 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 that's it. Um, Listen, I would have given the win to Nymphia. I really would have. So I'm saying that also knowing I would have given her the win. This look was so intricate, and I could tell. Oh my god! I mean, a when she talked about like oh the the whole I studied to be an atelier, whatever. I thought. The drag name Tilly Atelier is just right for the taking. <laughs> so anybody out there who wants to be Matilda Atelier, Atelier Atelier, uh, she's all yours. Um, I also wanted to say that, you know, Nymphia, I know one of our Marys mentioned, oh, the Nymphia edit this season, is she just not giving them very much? It's very quiet. Another Mary mentioned, like, is the yellow kind of a, like, political statement? I think yes, and it's kind of being edited down. Um I think when she does that voice with Dawn in the workroom about the glue gun, I feel like that's what Nymphia is doing. She's like, I dare you to laugh at me doing a stereotypical right. Asian accent. I right. dare you. And it's great. Brilliant. But I also want to point out that like Nymphia's talking heads, if we were to very briefly go back to RuPaul Charles Jr. High, I feel like all of Nymphia's talking heads kind of feel like like the quiet kid in the principal's office calmly telling on everyone. Like just like the little like stuffy nose, like um, – like rat who's like yeah and i mean then she did that and she stole and so that's what happened yeah the rat the rat she's just this little like she's the traitor and she's just like yeah well and i so i just feel like i'm getting so much of nymphia just spilling little tattletale, little yeah. tattletale nymphia wind in the principal's office pretty little liar she's just a pretty little liar but she just tells it like blank face like yeah it was dawn well, because what she was doing was uh, she was planning with Plasma that she was going to take it once Plain Jane had left the room. But then Plain Jane didn't leave. And so, like, that, she just has no qualms about telling on everybody. That's right. That's right. Yeah. She's a pretty little liar. She, she is. And I just, that's, I think, the narrative that I'm going to give to Nymphia is that she's just, and it is, she's just been calmly succeeding all season. And it's nuts this week. Like she very easily could have won. I really think that yeah. this oh, was, yeah. was really incredible. Listen, I I understand why Q won though, because um, again, like theme out the window, right? The goth challenge is like, all right, this is goth in quotes. It's goth on a runway. They keep talking about how it's also a runway. So if you're gonna do a runway, it's it's gonna be a version, a heightened version of goth. There's gonna be some sort of just like call to it and it still has to be like fashion and Q's runway had such a wow factor and it was constructed so fucking well that you kind of had to give it to her and the fact that it wasn't all black I think was also in her favor because you got to see like a complete contrast of everything that had come before it. I mean, obviously, Safira had black and white, mostly white, but it wasn't to this type of scale. Um, and there was a whole vision with her kind of like clown makeup and everything. And so I understand why Q won this in in like an objective sense, um, because it was just very drag. And I don't think it needed to be as, you know, I'm at a funeral goth because at least there was a different perspective and a um, an interpretation of goth from Q. I mean, it was I think one of her Mary's mentioned it was had like a China doll, China head doll kind of energy, mm, which yes, I definitely yes. saw that it's 
it's not what I, I mean, I don't know what to expect with goth. I guess I expect Farouza Balk and the craft, and that's probably what I that's would right. have done if I was there. That's right. um, because, I think of Jane from uh, Daria, you know, yeah. I think of, you know. I think of, yeah, certainly. There's a 90s goth that I would go to. There's a very specific 90s goth, and that's just what I know. Um, but I thought this was, oh, yeah, it was just incredible and different and um, you know, the white head kind of also reminded me of Alexis Michelle and that look from that, like, oh, what was that? There yes. was that club was kid, club the kid club challenge. kid. Yeah. Yes. There was kind of like a, you know, a, a, an upturned version of that. Um, it, yeah, I, it was incredible. I, I think, you know, there's a world where they could have given it to Dawn this week. There's a world where they could have given it to Nymphia and they gave it to Q. And I think it, it speaks to the fact that, wow, like this week, like, it's pretty incredible what everybody made, uh, and then Plasma. Agreed. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and then and Maya. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I yeah yeah. You just have to you have to give it to them. Uh, half the cast excelled, right? And so like mm-hmm. when you wonder why are they having so many design challenges, it's like, well, four maybe five if you count plain Jane are all really good at this. So if you're gonna try to find a top five, then infuse three design challenges in nine weeks yeah and that's you know there's been past seasons where it's been almost all performance challenges and like Correct. it's just you know uh what they end up doing i mean i i hope to see like a i don't know if we've gotten like a true acting challenge yet we've gotten obviously the rusical snl snl but it was like I guess I'm thinking of like a you know acting like a soap opera challenge or a horror movie challenge or or, or the wind the wind ones yeah the Daytona wind like that kind of I don't, we haven't gotten that yet and I always feel like when they do those kind of challenges it's better to have more people than less um, oh like the scream queens oh I love that acting challenge yeah but when they do like the you know our best squirrel friends sexy Amy Schumer comedy trip and there's five of them it's like oh, this is this is weird. This feels like one of those quarantine Zoom plays. <laughs> yeah. Mary, they were doing all that they could. All right, listen. Uh, the lip sync devastation. Do less. <laughs> we, we talked about this before, but, uh, you know, Maya had the back handspring in that dress, the spins, the dips, the Russian kickups, uh, the handstand. She had the rose petals. Uh, she danced like she was in the video. You know, she takes off the beanie. Um, uh, I, I, I just thought back to last week. If Maya wins, I would shit. Oh, and guess what, Mimi? Uh, <laughs> she shit. She shit. <laughs> Well, and of course, you know, it's worth mentioning because, you know, there's always a few, you know, Twitter folks who are like, I can't believe it's the TikTok version of the song. And it was like, welcome to the 60s, Mrs. Turnblatt. Like, TikTok is where it's at. Uh, Look, the episode was called, what is it, like Wednesday something? Yeah, see you next Um, Wednesday. Because really this is a Wednesday Wednesday. Adams challenge, not a goth challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. They're just referencing that. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to go with, uh, what's her face? The Scream Girl, the new Scream Girl. Jenny Ortega. uh, Well, not anymore. Oh, Jenny Ortega, yes. Oh, that's right. Not anymore. She and the other one were like adding her. The previous Scream Girl. Yeah. Um, as Wednesday, like that's what they were referencing. So I, I, I don't have any time for those people. I didn't see any of those people on Twitter, but it's just like, shut up. Like we've also heard Lady Gaga songs way too many times. Like we're done. Yeah. Thank and you. you know, 
there are TikTok versions of songs that I think are really cool and really clever. And I think that is, I mean, look at Sugar and Spice. Look at all the conversation of TikTok queens. Like, that is in part the future of drag is also like these TikTok versions of songs. It's the same thing with, I don't know who was telling me about like book talk. Like, there's such a a writer's community on TikTok that now TikTok is going to be like doing their own publishing line of books. And so they've got TikTok shop. Like, yeah, it it makes perfect sense to me. It feels very like cheapened, but that's just because it's called TikTok, you know? Mm. Well, I, uh, we, we talked about this lip sync, I think enough. Um, Maya destroyed and track record be gone, right? We've track record doesn't matter all the time. Um, and yes, it does matter when it's somebody like Q. You're right. Um, and it was a mid. They could justify Q staying. They could have justified it. And they did. Similar to Jaden Dior Fierce versus Candy Ho. It's like, listen, Candy Ho went home on a lip sync. She actually won. But at, at the end of the day, Jaden was kind of a little bit more interesting for the competition at the time. I mean, lest anybody forget Trinity K. Bonet, you know, that that Vibology oh, yeah. lip sync, right. that was a she double Shantae Vibology. if ever yes. there was uh, one at the, at the bare absolutely. minimum, the bare yes. minimum um, looking like that, lip syncing like that. But at a certain point, uh, they ha- they were like the narrative here is with the door, not Trinity. That's right. That's right. It is a reality show. You have to just kind of co-sign that when you're watching a reality show. It's not a competition. It part competition. Absolutely. You don't want like Maya to win um, every week. You know, it's like that's not what it's about. But there, you know, there's there's a whole beach that they got to tell. Yeah, the whole beach um, is incredible. Just ask Lorraine Gary. That's right. Uh, next week is a singing kind of anthem challenge and dancing. Uh, we'll see how that goes for Q. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see how it goes for Q. That's going to be a moment for her. And obviously, you know, this is right on Maya's alley. And so we may have yeah, an- another week like this. I, uh, they're going to have to RuPaul's going to have to be like, listen, girl, I, I can't justify why you need to go home. You just need to go home. Like you have not given me more than a three word response to anything I've asked you. You won't even do the share impression anymore. I just. Oh, God. A gift. A gift. RuPaul gave her. A yeah. gift. So go home. I'm great. <laughs> Too good. Hopefully that's her exit line. Well, hopefully. I, I still can't get this out of my head. It's like, all right, plasma sachet away. She quotes Carol Burnett and then. Watch this. <laughs> Look out for the stairs! Ah! Oh. oh, God, I just love it. <laughs> Look out for the stairs! I mean, I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad you love that so much. I'm so glad. Listen, Michelle, you remember my porch. Sometimes we just love things that nobody else appreciates. Listen. How it's, it's how the world works. Yeah. Mary, who's your BSA this week? I think I declared mine to be RuPaul. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that obviously Safira is always going to get some roses from me because I'm in love with her. I think she's my mm. pick to win. She was a very helpful camp counselor, you know, guidance counselor, Betty Buckley and Carrie this week. I feel like we got a lot uh, of that. Um, sure. 
But I think it, it's only fair because she finally won me over that I'm going to give it to Plasma because that, like, uh, you know, uh, another incendiary oh. comment from Plain Jane, how unexpected. I just thought it was so funny. Um, and I just, you know, I get her. You know, one of the Marys pointed out, or maybe some of Marys have pointed out the way that she gives a bit of Bradley Cooper, especially with some of the growth mm. that she had on her face this week. And I thought, you know, mm. hair, facial hair. Uh, and I thought, yeah. Look at you. Who are you to think that nobody wants to have sex with you or be in a relationship with you, Plasma? Come on. Perk up, Pancake. Listen, I've, 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 I've said this before uh, after the, the, her first challenge. This is a very, very talented human. Like, obviously, she is going to do awesome things. I mean, she is really driven, really talented. Um, so, you know, whether she goes home now or later... I think it's best that she goes home a week when, like, it was an oops moment rather than a moment. Yeah, I think it's I, I think ultimately it, it she had a good run and, uh, you know, she joins the ranks of the musical theater queens on Drag Race. And, you know, <laughs> I would treated fairly who aren't treated fairly. And, and of the bunch that we've seen, she I eventually there could be a bracket of who is the best Who's the best BFA of Drag Race? Mm. BSA, BFA. Yeah, right. the BFAs of Drag Race. Yes, I love it. Well, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this goth challenge, see you next Wednesday. You can reach out to us on Instagram at AllRightMaryPod. You can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com where we have uh, forms that you can reach out to us on or you can buy some merch. Um, otherwise, if you want, I'm on Instagram sort of uh, at Johnny also. Well, if you want to hear me talking about BSAs and maybe even BFAs that I love, uh, like uh? Plasma, you could hear me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us, including the All Right Mary After Show Nuance, where we have more to discuss from season 16. We've got UK versus the world talk. We've got traders talk. We've got Mary mailbag questions. There's so much. All at the Sister Mary level on Patreon. And then at the Only Mary's level, we've just put out our little black book episode. And honestly, mm. we go deep into that book. So it, it you come on now. So uh, it's all that's at patreon.com slash all right, Mary. All right, Mary. Uh, again, we are not putting out an episode next Sunday. It's going to be coming out on Tuesday. Um, tonight, we are going to support one of our fabulous Marys. Um, who was just cast as a lead in Titanic. So we will be supporting uh, Sister Mary Elliott in that, which we're really excited about. Um, so I just uh, just another reminder that next week, no episode on Sunday. If anybody is on social media being like, where is it? And you see it, you can tell them, nope, Johnny and Colin told us last week they're traveling. So just remember that. Um, otherwise, Mary, let's take it away, Calgon. What is our last chance lip sync this week? Well, there were so many directions to go when it comes to goth, when it comes to, you know what I mean? Like, or is it musical theater for plasma? And I just, you know, is it something from the craft soundtrack? And I just finally, I landed on a song that's just in my like Spotify favorites, a song I've, I've, I've liked, I'd say since college. Um, and it feels like when we talk about that, like nineties era goth that like you and I kind of refer to, I feel like this song would have been a very popular choice on those 
CD Discman's. Um, and so is this, it Freak on a Leash? It's not Freak on a Leash. Song. I do love that song. I do. <laughs> um, but I thought I'd save that, you know? Um, <laughs> thought I would just hold on to that just for a little bit longer, you know? Maybe when Plain Jane goes home, you know? Um, so instead, I went with a song. I don't even, maybe you've heard of this song, but it's a band called. K's choice, the letter K, and the song is called "Not an Addict," and it's like it's it's a good song. It's a great song, but I I think it's like genuinely what a goth would listen to in like 1998. Got it. Okay, uh, amazing. Yeah, well, enjoy "Not an Addict," Mary. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll see you over on Nuance, or we'll see you uh, next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Next Tuesday, because remember, we're not putting out an episode on Sunday unless we put out like an old only Mary's to tide you over. But more importantly, you better keep on serving Totsines. Oh, hey. Yes, honey. <laughs> I-